Alright, this evening I'm going to be dealing with a topic that might sound a bit strange, um, but it's entitled that love, uh, faith works through love. And I want us to quickly to turn to Galatians chapter 5. Actually, before I get into that, before I get into that topic, I want us to quickly go to John. Okay, John is after Mark, and then Luke, and then John. John chapter 5. And I want you to understand something, that when Jesus Christ came to the earth, and we've mentioned this before, the purpose of Jesus coming to the earth, and a lot of people don't get this, why did Jesus have to show us all the miracles for the three years before he went to the cross? Why didn't Jesus just rock up, go directly to the cross, do his job, and pay the price that he needed to pay, and then get us all born again? Why did he have to spend three years to show us, three and a half years to show us everything? Exactly. He did it to show us what we are allowed to do. He did not do it so that he could say, I am Almighty God, I'm here to show you how mighty I am, because he would have done a lot more than that. Think about it in the Old Testament. There were some awesome things that God used to do, eh? Pillar of fire, dividing the Red Sea. I mean, there's some really radical stuff in the Old Testament. So Jesus could have come and done all the same thing in the New Testament and we would have gone, wow, God is in the place. But he didn't. He said, look, remember when Satan was tempting him, he says, I can call angels down. But I chose not to. Why? Because I'm not operating as God, yeah, I'm operating as man. So I want you to see something here in verse 27. Is it verse 27? Yes. Mark 26. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself. In other words, as life is in God, life is in Jesus. As life is in God, life is inside of you. You do not create your own life. Some of you might think, you know, I'll do it my way, it's my life. Yeah, sure. Okay, you can think that. And God says it's time to go, you go, whether you like it or not. Alright, verse 27, listen to this. And has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the son of man. I want you to understand this. God says, I give authority to Jesus and to execute judgment on this earth. In other words, whatever he speaks is going to happen on this earth. Because he is the son of man, not the son of God. Now what does it mean to be the Son of Man and not the Son of God? You must understand, it's very important. Whenever you read the Bible, whenever you see the word Son of Man, you can put your name there. Because it means somebody who is born of a man. A, man, a human being. So in other words, because he was a human being, he has the authority over this planet. Now where do we see that before? Adam and Eve, you shall have dominion over this place. Noah, you shall have dominion over this place. And here he goes and he reinforces it again. He says, because Jesus was the son of man, in other words, he had been born naturally, he has been given the authority to execute judgment on the planet. So we have exactly the same authority that Jesus Christ did. So what did Jesus say then? He says, listen, I am then going to demonstrate this for three and a half years to show you what you should be doing. So everything that Jesus did, we should be doing. Because he says, greater things than these you'll do. 
Now let me tell you something, it's going to be awesome when I start seeing the church do this. When you are in a crisis, you should be able to turn the crisis just because you know the Word. You know how to have faith, you know how to have the power of God operating in your life, and you know how to fight the devil off your situation. Now I want to tell you right now that God wants to raise up an army. He wants to raise up believers that are not going to settle for second best. I am sick and tired of the devil messing in our lives. We have got to start moving in a place where we start moving with an authority and with power in our lives so that the world looks at us and says, listen, I am scared of what that person has got. Not, ach, well, he's just my chommy and my drinking buddy as a Christian. They should actually look at you and say, there is something about that God that I'm fearful of. And that is so important to start getting into that level because that is what Christianity should be. Christianity was never meant for you to do what the world's doing. For you to carry on and have the same result that the world's doing. Christianity was always meant for you to be the radical one. Always meant to you the guy that's carrying something that nobody else has done. The problem that we have done as Christians is we have listened to do and listened and done exactly what the world has done. My parents said use a natural way, so we all use the natural way. Not just mine, the society. Parents say that, so we do it the natural way. Good education, everything else. Whereas the Bible says, don't rely on your education, don't rely on your paycheck, don't rely on man. The Bible says, curse is he who trusts in the arm of the flesh. That's very different to what the Bible says, to what our culture says. So we have got to start changing our way of living, because our way of living is against the word. Now we have to say, God, how do I get there? How do I get to the place like Jesus Christ? What did Jesus do that was so significant and so powerful? There was two elements that Jesus had in his life. Write this down. He was a lamb and he was a lion. He's referred to both. He was a lamb that was slain and he was the lion of Judah. He was gentle. He was the sacrifice. Whenever you see the lamb, you see sacrifice, dying, blood, shedding for others. But then he was the lion that comes there and totally devours and destroys anything that is in his path that is interfering with what he is supposed to be protecting. Now I want you to understand something. That Jesus Christ, right now, up until today, has only been seen as the lamb. We haven't seen him as the lion yet. The Bible says he's coming back the next round. Except the next round he's coming back as the lion. He's coming to sort out every bit of darkness, every bit of hell, everything that is wrong in this planet. He's going to come and he's coming with judgment and he's coming with force. He's not this gentle Jesus, meek and mild. He's coming, and you know it's exciting. When he comes back the second time, he's got a whole bunch of warriors with him. Those warriors are the Christians who know how to do this. Not a bunch of wimps running away in the wrong direction. You know, I love the idea of guys who sit down and say, listen, we are warriors, we are meant for war, we go for war. And I'm telling you, we've got to just war in the right direction. We are not fighting people. 
We are fighting principalities and powers, and I'm going to teach you how to do that stuff and how to handle all of that stuff. But your starting point has to be, I am not going to be a wimp anymore. I'm not going to sit down and just allow the devil to mess in my family, to mess in my marriage, to mess in my kids, to mess in my relationships, to mess everywhere around. We have allowed that far too much. We have got to get down and say, God, help us to change this. So in order for us to do this, we have got to follow Jesus' example. And Jesus' first example was that he was a lamb. You have got to become a lamb. In Genesis, uh, Genesis, Galatians, let's go there quickly. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. You see, I want to be one of those guys who know how to mess with the devil and mess with his kingdom but yet still love everybody around. See, I can love the person, but I hate the action, hate the spirit around it, take the spirit out, but still love and set the person free. See, Jesus used to do that all the time. He used to love the people, but he used to hate the stuff that was going on. He didn't hate the people. The only people that he really got offended with was the religious folks. Why? Because they were bringing people into bondage. What is it about religion that God hates? It's a whole bunch of man-made rules. That's all it is. God hates man-made rules. If it's in the Word and you're applying it, then it's fine. He loves it. But if it's not in the Word, why make a rule? Only time you make a rule is to try and control somebody. Did you know that? If you've got a relationship, there should never be rules. I don't go to my wife and say, here's the rules. Can you imagine going to Janine and saying, here are the rules. You will stick to these rules and you'll stay in these little boxes. You break this, there's punishment. Can you imagine? When there is a relationship, you don't have rules. And God is looking for a relationship with mankind. Not a whole bunch of rules. And yet man thinks it's a good idea to throw a whole lot of rules on you. God never said that. So Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says this. It says, For in Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. Okay, what does that mean? It means whether you are are of a Jew or whether you're a Gentile. Okay, whether you doesn't matter what nationality now, because the circumcision always spoke about the Jews. Uncircumcised was everybody else. Okay, so it says doesn't matter which way you are. But faith worketh through love. Now, what does that mean? What on earth is this all about? Okay, I want you to listen very carefully. It sounds very complicated. I'll make it very simple. How many of you want to trust God for something? Really believe God for a miracle in your life or something? Some of you don't even ever care. You don't have an issue in your life. Man, I've got a list of I've got to trust God for. Okay, now, if you're going to trust God for something, how many of you have tried to trust God sometimes and it doesn't work? Come on, let's be honest. Put up your hand. How many of you ever wondered why it didn't work? Say, God, I tried this. I really did this. I did this thing. But it didn't work. Do you know why? Because you've missed the first thing. Faith is part of your weapons. Do you know your armor? Shield of faith. It's part of your weapons. It's part of your fighting. Before you can fight as a lion, you have got to be a lamb first. Listen to what I'm saying. A lamb first, a lion second. What does it mean 
that faith works through love. Only when I have my love walk right, okay, when my love walk is right, will I be able to genuinely trust God. Listen to me very carefully. What does that mean? Romans chapter 12, let's go there. Remember I said to you that you have got to get to a place where you can genuinely um, submit your bodies as a sacrifice. When we speak about lamb, what are we talking about? Sacrifice. What does it mean? I'll show you now. I beseech you, brethren, therefore, verse 1, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, what does that mean? How do I present my bodies a living sacrifice? How many of you want to do your own thing? Come on, let's be honest. Okay, who likes being told what to do? You do? <laughs> You've been married very long. <laughs> All right. All right. Most of us don't like, except for the euro, yeah? <laughs> Most of us don't like being told what to do. We want to do our own thing, right? But the Bible says that we have got to present ourselves a living sacrifice, saying, God, I am laying my life down. I am not going to do it myself anymore. I want you to work through me. Let's take another scripture. John chapter 3. I know this sounds a bit confusing. I'll make it practical now. John chapter 3 verse 30. This is what uh, John the Baptist is praying. And he says, He must increase and I must decrease. Jesus Christ must increase in your life and you must decrease. So when I start loving somebody, and I really have this thing of, I can love people even though I hate what they may be doing. Listen to me. Because, why are they acting so badly? Most times it's because there's a demonic influence in their life. Come on. Nobody just goes around and wants to rape another person. Come on, let's be honest. It's not normal. But something drives them to it. So I can still love the person, but hate the action and the spirit behind it. Do you understand? They'll still have to handle the consequence of what they did. I don't, I'm not excusing that. What I'm saying is you can still love the person. God is looking for us to start loving people. When we start loving people and have a correct love walk, not being jealous, not being bitter. Now I want to really challenge us. Who thinks that they are loving people? There you go, well done. Now wander us quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And don't worry, I'm not going to read the easy part. I want to show you now. I want to challenge you. Listen to me very carefully, guys. I want to challenge every single person to take this and write down what I say now. Okay, take it at home, take these verses, write it down, and mark yourself out of five out of each one of these. Evaluate yourself. Okay? And just see where you are. If you do this, you'll be loving people. How many of you want to know how? Let's be practical. I want to know. If God says that faith comes by love, I need to know if I'm loving or not. Am I right? Come on, that's fair. Then I need to know what's my ranking. 
How's my love walk going? Is it 8 out of 10 or 0 out of 10? Some of us are going to be quite sad when we check. Well, we'll make it out of 5 then. Alright. Listen to this. Let's start at verse 4. We'll stick to the simple stuff. Love suffers long. <laughs> Alright, let me ask you this. How many of you have had somebody in your life that has got an anointing of a dripping tap? They just carry on and on and on with the same thing. Whenever you see them, you just have everything that's a red light stand up inside of you. Who's got people like that in your life? Yes, you guys are quick, eh? <laughs> Some of you folks have been checking this out. But listen, how many of you are passing the test of suffering while they're in your presence? And not saying anything bad, and not doing anything bad, and not even thinking anything bad. Now, don't answer this. You mark yourself out at five. All right? And he's kind. Now we go, are you kind? Yeah, everybody's saying, yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind, I'm kind. Think about it carefully. All right? Love does not envy. How many of you have ever envied something that somebody else has had? Whether it be materialistic, whether it be position, whether it be giftings, ministries? Think about it. Love does not parade itself. Check it me. Check what I did. Oh. <laughs> Love is not puffed up. What does that mean? I'm better than you. I know better than you. <laughs> Have you got one point? <laughs> Alright. Love does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. How many times have you gone with your own agenda? We, we did like this. There must be a time when it's about me. I have given, I have helped, I have sacrificed. There must be a time it must be about me. God, I'm bleeding. I need a little bit of pampering. Yeah? Repent. Can you understand? We are a little bit away from where we should be. Listen to this. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked. How many of us get provoked? People come and push your button. Listen, some people have got an anointing for finding that one little button of yours. Eh? Even if they're a stranger, they'll be in your presence for three minutes and they go, uh, uh, uh. and you want to go, uh, uh, uh. how's this one? Things no evil. How many of you have thought of evil things about somebody? Check that out. He's no good. He's up to mischief. He's up. Oh, come on. You don't say it, but your brain goes. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> does not rejoice in iniquity. If somebody does something wrong, you go, ah, good for them. Cry for you. Who's ever thought bad or thought it good when somebody had something bad happen to them? Come on, let's be honest. There we go. Yeah, I cry for you. And we always say what goes around comes around. Eh? That's not love. But rejoices in the truth. Listen to the verse 7. Bears all things. Don't worry, it's a long list. Believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. 
Love never fails. Alright, I just want to show you this one. Do you know where it says, love endures all things? In verse 7. It basically means that love never remembers any bad deeds. How many of you have ever remembered bad deeds of somebody when they come into your presence? I remember what you did to me yesterday, last week in 1943, and especially if you're dealing with a lady, you've had it, my man. They will remember every detail you've ever done since you were a child. Come on. No, no, I understand that, gentlemen. I understand that. I have women in my house. I thought it was just my wife. All of them. They will remember every detail. But I want to tell you something. If we don't fix this, this is the starting point. If we don't fix this, that we can honestly say that we love people and start acting that way. And being a sacrifice, God says it's going to hinder my faith. It's going to hinder me trusting Him. Why is this connected? Because God says, the only thing I'm worried about is people. I'm not worried about your stuff. Your stuff is going to burn. God really doesn't worry about whether you've got a sports car outside or not. He really doesn't care. Because He says, when you leave this planet, it's going to be gone anyway. You can't take it with you. The biggest lie you can ever believe that anything you have on this planet is yours. It's a dumb theory we got. We work to close to heart attacks, to exhaustion, no relationships, so that we can get stuff that when we die, we leave behind anyway. That's a dumb system. And then what happens is when they get a car, they get this million rand car, they think it's the most awesome thing they ever got, and after three months they go, ach man, this is not a car. It's just a car, and then they lose all the interest of all that effort they got to get it. Then they've got to get another one. You see, we've got to realize the, the importance of what God wants for us. So when I say we must present ourselves a living sacrifice, it's saying, God, I lay my life down for people. I want to love people. I can't do this in my own. I can't not remember wrongs. I can't bear all things. I can bear some things. Some things I can tolerate, but you push yourself too far with me, I go, okay, your grace period is gone now. Do you understand? I need God to help me in this. And when I get this right, God says, your faith, your faith is you trusting me for miracles and breakthroughs, is going to operate. I want to tell you right now, many of us are not seeing results in our faith walk because our love walks wrong. If you have not had a breakthrough in what you are trusting God for, go back and ask God, is my love walk right? If your love walk is right, then you've got an endurance to start fighting. Because faith is a fight. Love is a sacrifice. You've got to be a lamb before you can be a lion. Does this make sense? So God is saying to us, start at the foundation. If I'm going to fight for my family, I have got to lay my life down first and love people. When I love people, and the Bible does not say, become a sacrifice today and climb off the altar tomorrow. That's what we do. God, I surrender all. Tomorrow I grab it all back. Come on, we do that. Oh God, 
I love you, I give you everything. Oh God, it's all about me now, I'm bleeding. Oh God, I will die for you. No, these people are hurting me too much. <laughs> Come on. You see, we forget that if you're going to genuinely walk this road, there is a price to pay. But the price is worth it because at the end of the day, if you can die to yourself, the power of God will flow through you to such a degree that people's lives will be changed. Remember that at the end of the day, this is all about changing people's lives. Breaking the bondages. In Luke chapter 4 verse 18, it says that Jesus came to set the captive free. And proclaim liberty to the captive. What does that mean? That means, listen guys, you are free. What does it mean to proclaim liberty to a captive? It's the guy standing at the door, opening the gate and saying, you're free, you can go now. That's what it means. How many of us have got the power to do that? How many of us see that in operation in our lives? You see, this is what we are here for. We are here to get this thing installed, but we've got to start at the beginning. So I want to challenge you today. Make sure that your love walk is in place. I've given you enough homework now for a week or month. Start doing a checklist. If you can get this right, guys, you're going to see a lot of things change in our lives. Say, God, here's my checklist. Let me get my love walk right. Am I loving people? No matter what they do. And do you know what I had to do? I said to God, God, some people I just don't, I can't love. You know, I mean, they've got an anointing of slap. You know, when you see them, they haven't said anything. You just don't smack them already. It's just like, come here, let me just smack you. It's just, it's just, I know you've never met people like that, but I do. It's just like, there's just everything about them that just doesn't click. And then God said to me one day, he taught me something valuable. He says, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. What happened to that person that's making them act like that? And you'll find that their parents had some issue that they carried through and carried through and carried through. And so if we look at society, it's getting worse and worse because hurt people hurt people. And God's saying, let's not look at the hurt. Let's start pushing back and break the stuff of their lives and get them healed. How do you do that? You've genuinely got to love. You've genuinely got to care and say, I will endure your nonsense, but you will change in Jesus' name. That's what the Bible says. I've got two commandments for the whole new church. Love the God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we go, you know, and don't come with this Christian love, eh? I love you, brother. And then they stab you in the back. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, I've got knife racks in my back. I'm, not, I'm telling you, it's like, uh, that's why I to do the side eggs now, you know. <laughs> you don't dare get near me, I'm not. You're not coming near Listen to me. I'm talking about a godly love. If you genuinely can get your love walk right, you will see things start operating and changing in your life like you've never seen. And this is what God wants. He wants a church that is powerful. That's why nothing could touch Jesus Christ. Because He actually loved the people. How many times did He say He had compassion on them? And He healed every single one of them. Let me tell you something. Those crowds were up to 5,000 people at a time. He would sometimes have to pray for the whole day that the Bible says he was so weary by the time the night came. We'd do it after two minutes and say, Ach, no, enough of this, man. I need my alone time. <laughs> I need enough of people. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I don't want my alone time. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying God wants us to make people a priority. Does this help you? Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you right now that you are busy dealing with each one of us. 
And Lord, I pray that you are going to increase in our lives. And that we are going to decrease. But Lord, I pray that we are going to pass this love test. Lord, that we are going to start walking in love, understanding that you love each one of us. And Lord, that you have got such a mighty plan and a purpose for each one of us in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that we are never going to be the same again. But Lord, that we are going to operate in power and in might. And Lord, that as we get our love walk right, our faith is going to start operating properly. Lord, that we will be the lamb before we become the lion. And when we become that lion, it is going to become out of the love that we have for people. That we are fighting and pushing back the darkness that is around them. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.